guys, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining your hosts, Tierra and Jack, what is now episode number 41 of our Road to 2021 series. Now, before Tierra fills everyone in about a week, we just wanted to remind you that if you enjoy these episodes, it would mean a lot if you could please repost it onto your social media stories. Also, if you are listening via the iTunes podcast app, please feel free to leave a rating and a review as well. But without further ado, Tierra, let's get going. Okay, so before we get into today's episode, I did just want to comment on the date because it is Sunday, February 14th. And as the internet always likes to remind us, right, today is actually Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's, my man. Thank you. You too. <laughs> you know, and I, I guess we could say that we did celebrate in our own comp prep way, right? You know, today did involve flowers of many varieties, right? We had plain, we had self-raising, whole meal, of course. You buckwheat. know, we, uh, no, we didn't actually have any buckwheat flour today. Oh, okay. Maybe next Valentine's. Right, but we did have some chocolate as well, right? Raw cocoa powder and our cream of wheat. <laughs> we walked the dogs. I had Milo cereal. That's chocolate. That's true too, right, man? So look at this. We and are... chocolate protein powder. Oh, what a Valentine's we've had! You know, went to the gym, got a good pump. So it's been a pretty good day. Mm, can't complain. Yeah. Well, you know, being February fourteenth, right? That actually does put me at one week out from my very first show of the season. So. You know, literally in seven days from now, I'm going to be hopping off stage by this time. But, <laughs> Hope so. Oh boy, man. So seriously, one week to go, which really means that I am entering into peak week, which is pretty damn exciting. Yeah, very exciting. I guess on that note, you did release something today, which uh, might be insightful for the viewers or listeners. Ah, oh, absolutely. Okay. So, you know, Jack did a great job of encouraging me to get onto the YouTube train. So I actually did record my first vlog of 2021 on Friday, which is pretty exciting. And just before we started to record this podcast, I actually posted it live to the tubes. So if you guys want to go search the bodybuilding dietitians on YouTube, or I'm going to put all the links in the show notes below of course but yeah pretty much you know it was really fun to film a day in the life right got to show a bit of my meals my training some posing we had a check-in with joey that day it was just a really good day you know and it was fun to get behind the camera right or in front of the camera <laughs> on camera <laughs> either or potato potato but yeah it was fun to do some filming you know and uh, put that video together and Pretty much, yeah, that was me at nine days out, so leading into mm -hmm. peak week. So that was really fun, and definitely, you know, I've caught the bug now. Again, my man, thank you for encouraging me, right? You just got to take that first step, and we should be filming more content definitely in the coming days, weeks, months. Should be awesome. Yes. In the coming years, of course, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think you're, you're definitely a natural behind, in front, whatever, of the camera, <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure that we'll just keep putting out regular content, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I feel like we've got so much potential, really. And I feel like so many people are invested in our journey here on the podcast. It'd be really cool to see that visually. hundred <laughs> mm, percent. Yeah. I mean, we are physique athletes, so mm -hmm. you kind of, part of the picture is seeing our physiques. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we are dietitians. So, you know, people are always curious, what do we eat? <laughs> mm, yeah, that's definitely a big highlight of the YouTubes. But what else can you tell people about the past week and the week to come? Oh boy. Okay. Well, this past week, I felt like, you know, there were obviously so many components to it, right? Like I feel that at the beginning, I was still coming off tail end of dieting, of course. And 
like I spoke about last week, you know, just like so many different emotions that you're experiencing each day, right? At this point, it can really be just, you know, a whirlwind of, you know, sometimes you feel happy. Sometimes you just feel unnecessarily sad. Sometimes you feel really courageous and confident. Other times you might be lacking confidence, right? So man, sometimes your brain can just be spinning. The worst one I hate is when you just feel unnecessarily sad. I, mm. I hate that because I'm such a happy, upbeat person. Sometimes when I'm just like, man, like, I'm just feeling a little bit down, like, and for no reason whatsoever, because things are obviously so good in life. But yeah, I think we can have those days regardless of being in prep or not. It's mm-hmm. just sometimes things happen. I have those days too. I guess they're just amplified after you've been dieting for five <laughs> months, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much at the start of the week, yeah, we're still feeling pretty fatigued, right? But obviously being so gosh darn close to show now, I was really just riding off discipline, motivation to really push me through those lower carbohydrate training days on Monday and Tuesday, which I did, you know, and still smashing out PBs, right? Like still getting those 40 kilogram dumbbell RDLs. I posted a video of that on my Instagram, still getting my Bulgarians, man, right? The whole shebang. So still training really hard. And I feel like that's when discipline kicks in. You know, when energy levels are low, that's when you really do need to rely on your discipline and rely on just knowing that you are capable and just stop thinking and just freaking do because you know that you're capable to lift those numbers during training, even though, gosh, even moving a bench feels tough, let alone, you know, Mm. picking up 40 kilograms in each hand and doing RDLs. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes like I get to the gym and I warm up and I'm like, wow, like I do some banded flies or something or move a bench and I'm like, wow, this feels quite difficult. And mm-hmm. then you got to think about the session to come and what you have to lift. But we always get it done. That's the thing. Exactly right. It feels like such an accomplishment at the end. Every single session after my last rep of my last set, I just say out loud, I'm just like, I did it. You know, I got mm. it done. So Walk yeah. home and eat. Yeah, exactly. Walk home to some nice cream and a few kernels of popcorn at this stage. <laughs> but anyway, the first half of the week, right? push through obviously uh we did go shopping and you got a whole bunch of new equipment for the youtubes right invested yeah. in a really nice camera and stuff which is just awesome mm. i'm not very materialistic so it takes me a long time to renew something and so i got i did get a new computer which i was due for anyway and yeah i got some vlogging equipment which just a bit of an upgrade to mm-hmm what we were using before so absolutely but you know the investment it goes to show that we are committed we are all in and we are pressing that record button and we are using the editing software and we're making youtube videos Mm. so and even from my work standpoint like the laptop was the major investment so Mm -hmm. that's um it's really made me more efficient in that department as well and i mean even something as simple as the speakers on it like we both kind of gasped aloud when we heard the the music. Yeah. Um, I was like the quality, but also it's so loud. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much pushed through the first half of this week. And then by the time it got to Thursday, finally got to have a high carbohydrate day. And boy, like I know I said last week, one of my things I wanted to improve on was actually my quality of sleep. But <laughs> I think that boy's sleep was just like in the tank this Man. past week. It was awful. Oh, do you want to tell your story? <laughs> Yeah, I guess, why not? So both of our sleeping was really bad this week. I mean, bad for us, maybe not compared to other people, but for me, like we both get eight to nine hours of sleep per night. Maybe me a little bit more than Mm Tierra because I sleep in a bit more. Well, we used to. We used to, yeah. (laughs) But basically 
we both had aggressive weeks of dieting mm-hmm. and it really messed up our sleep. We just woke up quite early, feeling a bit hypoglycemic, not really hungry, but just hypo. So when you go into hypoglycemia, it you basically release adrenaline or noradrenaline and it makes you feel a bit antsy. You feel wide awake and there's no way you're getting back to sleep. So. Yeah, because, you know, when you're when you're in bed at night, right, and your body recognizes that, well, I've got low blood sugar levels, it will release cortisol, right, to actually stimulate your body to increase blood sugar levels. But mm. as a result, cortisol wakes you up, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's, you know, if it's 1.30 in the morning, you're just tossing and turning for the next hour and a half to two hours. And, oh, it's just frustrating. Mm. Yeah, we both had, I mean, I think it was... Saturday morning for me, I woke up at three and then you, I think you more so in the middle of the night, which to be honest is even worse. Oh, it's awful, man. You know, cause like, yeah, you wake up at like 1.30 AM to go pee and then you just can't fall back asleep for like two hours. And, but like you're in that weird days where you're half asleep, but you're also not half asleep, but you mm. still feel awake. You're like, man, I just want to wake up and start doing shit. But like it's 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. And we do, I mean, come on, we, we're, we're, our diets are very good in terms of how we place food before mm-hmm. bed. So like some of you might be thinking, oh, I'll try and have a few more carbohydrates prior to bed, but that's just not the issue. The issue is just that we're deep into prep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and we've got and great sleep hygiene, right? Yeah. We get off electronics at like eight o'clock. We watch some Netflix till like 8.30, 8.45. We read our Kindles with the warm light on <laughs> and we're, we have no trouble falling asleep at like 9 p.m., right but then like it's just those hours in between but yeah, yeah when you were up at 3 a.m on saturday i woke up at five and i was like where the heck is jack <laughs> <laughs> you were just out on the couch i'm like oh man but in saying that we actually have invested in some sleep supplementation which mm. i think is definitely warranted at this stage so actually have invested in some melatonin yeah. so we both actually trialed that last night and uh that's the first time I've ever used melatonin in Same. my life and we slept. Yeah, we did. It was, I mean, to disclaim, like one, consult a doctor before trying it, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But because interestingly, in the pharmacy, melatonin is prescription. It's not, you can't buy it over the counter, but you can go on like iHerb and buy it, mm-hmm. which I find is a bit odd. But anyway... Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. So yeah, we tried that. I mean, I had it with a high carb day, so that kind of would have interfered with my honest review of it, Mm -hmm. but I definitely did get a better night's sleep. Like I... I wouldn't say it improved my sleep onset. It didn't really make me feel more drowsy, but it did make me sleep more consistently throughout Mm -hmm. the night. Yeah. And you know, I had it yesterday, which was after a low carbohydrate day. And for the first time this whole probably past fortnight, I slept through the whole night. I didn't even wake up to pee. But the interesting thing is, so we're taking three milligrams of melatonin slow release. I think it's two milligrams. Oh, it's only two milligrams? Yeah. Okay. Taking two milligrams slow release. And we're taking that half an hour before we're aiming to fall asleep. But I think because it's slow release, it must be like on, I'm not fully sure, but perhaps on a timer because mm. I felt like, I don't know, I, this not morning, a realistic timer, but like, yes, yeah. perhaps it, it depends aimed, on the individual as well. Yeah, of course. You know, so many factors. Like if you had it on an empty stomach, you would probably 
uh, metabolize it much faster mm. than if you didn't. Yeah, not like us, you know, like yeah. a kilogram of vegetables kind of thing. But I feel like maybe because it's slow release, because the recommendations are to sleep between seven to nine hours per night, right? For the average human being, I fell asleep around nine o'clock. But because I slept through the whole night, I woke up at 4.10 in the morning. So mm. I slept for a solid seven hours. I felt incredible. But I usually wake up at like, five or five thirty, mm. because i'm actually usually up for an hour to an hour and a half during the night so i'll try it again tonight and see if the same thing happens but if that does i'm gonna trial tonight actually taking it right before we get into bed not half an yeah. hour before yeah that's that's really interesting i'll what i'm gonna do is my plan is because i have a diet break for well i haven't said that yet but mm-hmm. <laughs> i have a diet break and I'm hoping that I don't need it on the diet break. So I'm not going to have it tonight. I'll probably recommence it once my low days begin again. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, pretty much. And we did buy ashwagandha, but that was, I tried that last night Mm -hmm. and not Tiara. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, pretty much got some melatonin online, which was good, but kind of getting back into the week, right? So pretty much, uh, yeah, had my normal high carb day on Thursday. And then on Friday, that was probably the biggest highlight because I had another check-in with Joey Cantlin, right? To just assess my physique, take some skin folds, talk about the week to come with peak week, all that jazz. So pretty much I did outline a lot of this in the YouTube video. So highly recommend you guys go check that out to see the visual version of what I'm saying. But essentially, right, this past week, again, my body weight has just been really whack, right? Like I did hit 60.4 kilograms, but again, like weight's just been all over the shop. And to be honest, I really think it's due to my guts and my food volume, because from the way that I'm feeling like, gosh, darn guys, I can't even explain. And I'm experiencing all the symptoms of being chronically dieted, right? Like I... I'm in a deficit, I'm dieting. But because to combat my hunger, over these past few weeks, I've been progressively increasing my fiber intake through just crazy amounts of vegetables, right? I feel as though I'm just eating so much food bulk that that's probably contributing to my scale weights. So yeah, hit that low of 60.4 this week. But on Friday, which was after my first high carbohydrate day, my scale weight jumped right back up to 60.8 kilograms. And during our check-in with Joey, I took some skin folds with him. And what's actually really interesting is last time I saw him, which was three weeks ago, my I hit a new low of 61 kilograms then. But weighing in at 60.8 three weeks later, my skin folds had actually dropped by like 8.3 mils. Plus we did a bunch of posing, took photos, did a bunch of comparisons. So it's very obvious to me that despite my scale weight, right, bouncing all over the place, I've definitely continued to drop body fat, which is a really good thing. And across nine sites, I'm sitting at 47 mils, which he says is pretty good for where I need to be right now for IFBB bikini. And obviously for ICN fitness, definitely need to just keep getting leaner, but hey, that's still eight weeks away, right? And that's the whole goal. Yep. And diet break within that period as well. Because yeah. you definitely need one and earned one. Thank you so much, boy. Yeah, you know, coming off 20 weeks now and moving into the 21st week of dieting without one. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, honestly, just had a great check-in with Joey. It was just so awesome to consult with him because I really trust him, you know, and he can just tell it to me straight. So pretty much we did skin folds, we did posing, and we talked in pretty great depth about my plan moving forward for peak week. 
And really, you know, on what day of the week do I really notice that I truly have my best physique? And, you know, interestingly, it's actually not after my second high carbohydrate day. Pretty much what we decided is that I should actually do more of a mid-load because what I've actually noticed is that when I'm carving up on Thursday and Friday, when I wake up on the Saturday morning, I'm very full, you know? It's mm. all like I'm pretty much spilled over. But my best look these past few weeks when we've been taking progress photos is actually on the Sunday morning. So it's actually after I do two high carbohydrate days, then I do one more low day, and then the next day, that's when I actually look my best, which kind of makes sense, right? You know, you fill up the tank, you take a little bit out to tighten up, and that's just what I've noticed really works best for me. So mm, it's interesting you say that because I've found the same with my physique. And mm. maybe that's just because I'm not quite lean enough yet, but I do find that after the end of my three high days, I'm quite, or even after one, like I'm quite a little bit watery, if you want to use that term. Yeah, me too. And I think maybe, so maybe I should try a mid load or what even I was thinking is maybe on the show day itself, just having not as much food, like having a small breakfast mm -hmm. and not as much carbohydrates, which it's not going to do much, but it might be enough to... But it makes sense to, anyway, because yeah. the days before, right, that's when you've stored your glycogen. Yeah. On show day, you're really just raising blood glucose levels, keeping your hunger at bay, but you're kind of just adding to gastrointestinal bulk. Yeah. So it's, yeah, definitely going to be something that's warranted to try for me. Mm, absolutely. You know, and I, it's diff, it's different to last year because last year I definitely looked my best after two high carb days because I didn't have nearly as much muscle mass as I have now. Right. So to look my best, I really needed to just try my best to fill the flips out. Mm. Yeah. So that's pretty much really good news because that's exactly what I've been doing this entire prep. Right. So I'm pretty much going to keep everything normal with my macros and with my training. So still training normally on Monday and Tuesday, right? Take a rest day on Wednesday, still doing those low carb days from Saturday till Wednesday. And then on Thursday, Friday, that's when I'm going to do two high carbohydrate days and still my normal training sessions. And then on Saturday morning, I'm going to do a pump up session. Saturday is pretty much just a pump up session. I've taken the weekend off work, obviously, which should be really relaxing. And that day I just get tan and I go to the athlete registration. So it's a super chilled day. So on that day, I'm going to come back down to 175 grams of carbs and then wake up on Sunday morning, looking the best that I ever have. Mm. I think that's perfect because remember it's IFBB bikini. It's not, you don't need to be as a full tank. Yeah, exactly. Boy. And that's the thing. Like you never want to be 100% full, you know, like mm. no one ever wants to get on stage, like looking full to the max either. You, you pretty much want to be like 90%, right? Mm. Well, the, yeah, the, I guess we're seeing it as if it's very objective when it's not, but I guess if you want to use that as a reference, like the fuller you are, the higher risk you are of being too full. Mm -hmm. And that's when you don't look as lean. Yeah, exactly. But I know for me, right, like just filling out my muscle bellies and then coming down a little bit, right, losing a little bit of that fluid retention, but maintaining the glycogen in those muscles, I know I'm going to look my best on Sunday. So yeah, definitely keeping macros the same. But in terms of nutrition, I will be making a few nutritional modifications this coming week, just in terms of food intake. Because like I said, like, I just feel like I've got so much gastrointestinal bulk in me. Like, I think any competitor can probably relate to this. Like at some point in prep, you're going to feel like half a human being and half a cucumber. All right. Like <laughs> half a conjac, 
have a konjac, honestly, like there's just going to reach a point where you are just eating uh, like just stupid amount of vegetables, right? And you're like, gosh, darn, <laughs> my guts are just full of this stuff. Mm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, pretty much I'm going to stop eating so many veg. I'm pretty much just going to get my carbohydrates from actual carbohydrate sources. So especially on that Thursday and that Friday, I'm not going to be eating nearly as much volume as I normally would. I'm just going to inc- still hit the same macros, but just get that through just larger portions of cream of wheat, larger portions of oats, right? Like bigger bananas kind of thing. I'm not going to be eating like a lot of cucumbers, a lot of rock melon, you know, like heaps of oranges, all this stuff that kind of just adds up to my fiber intake. Mm. Obviously I'm not going to eat like 10 grams of fiber because then I'm obviously going to run into issues too, right? Everyone wants normal digestion, but finding that happy in between because that's the thing. Even when we took that YouTube video on Friday, I know that's actually not my best look, right? Like I know even in that video, like my stomach is still a little bit distended. So I just pretty much want to get on stage looking really tight in my midline. And I know that I have the potential to have a very small waist as long as I'm not, you know, just an idiot and like eat an entire cabbage field or something, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I'm going to be responsible this week, right? I am a dietitian and I'm always telling my clients, eat your veg, but maybe this is a bit of an exception to eat a little bit less veg for a mm. few days. You can even still hit your five serves and still be way under what you've been oh, eating. Easy, man. Yeah. You know, like a serving of vegetables is what? 75 grams. Mm. I like have a tomato that's 200. <laughs> all right. I'm like three fifths of the way there with mm. one tomato. So, well, technically a tomato is a fruit, but I'm counting it as a vegetable. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much my peak week plan, right? Keep macros as is, just pretty much eat foods that I know I will digest really, really well. Keep training pretty much the same. I'm going to stay on the melatonin this week because I know anecdotally these past few weeks that like, I just can't risk not sleeping well, right? Even if you get a placebo boost from it. Oh, absolutely. You know, but just keep stress on the down low. I've rebooked a lot of my client calls, right, to reschedule to have a few days off so I can really just relax, enjoy it. And then on Sunday, you know, going to get on stage and pretty much show day, right, food. Again, I'm going to have my like a breakfast that's pretty carbohydrate rich, but still quite dense and low in volume. So I'll probably just make a protein cake, put a little peanut butter on there, a little bit of coconut oil because I'm actually getting on stage at like 1 p.m., I know that I need to eat something in the middle of the day to keep my hunger at bay. So I'm probably going to have like a few boiled eggs because I know that those really satiate me. They're small. They're sh- Tierra special, that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll be cracking open the eggs backstage. I don't give two flips, you know? Just, you got to peel them beforehand though. Why? So then you don't have to peel them backstage. Oh yeah, I would be in such a mess with those. Yeah. N- imagine me the trying. Nails. Oh, the, the comp prep nails, my worst nightmare. Those and things literally make me handicapped. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for that reminder. I will, I will uh, boil the eggs and peel them before I put on those flipping things. <laughs> yeah. Those claws, and then before I get on stage, pretty much gonna have some caffeine, right? A good pre-workout shot. And I, I always, like, it's a tradition for me, but I always love having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So I'm just going to have two slices of raisin bread with a bit of peanut butter, right? A bit of jelly, some salt, and I'll be good to go. You'll be helping me pump up and, yep. uh, get on stage, right? And just have fun. I'm just so pumped. I've put so much work into this, especially just to be better than I was last year. You know, last year, like I really saw where I stood, right? And I'm like, God damn, I've got so much potential to be better if I just put in the work. So, 
You know, I will be getting on stage this year around two kilograms heavier. Last year I got on stage at 57.9. This year it's going to be like probably high 59s, right? Mid 59s to high 59s, which is equally as daunting as it is exciting. But I just know that I look more like a bikini athlete now, right? I've just got fuller muscle bellies. I don't look like an over-dieted runner anymore. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you've already ticked off that box about beating your physique. So that's great. Thanks so much. Yeah. Well, it should be a good week ahead, you know, and, uh, and excited to just get up there. Right. Mm. And really just showcase my hard work. You know, I'm not putting any pressure on myself. I really just, I just want to be better, honestly. And especially by posing. Oh, it's going to be so fun. I cannot wait. I just want to get up there, have energy, have confidence, smile, Lots of friendly people there that you know. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to catch up with everyone that, you know, you're friends with on social media and uh, see everyone backstage. And it's going to be a blast, man. So bring it on. Document a few things, maybe. Seven days. Yeah. We'll do some videos. Hey, guys. Just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Awesome. Great. Well, yeah, guys, that's pretty much my peak week in a nutshell. But Jack, I want to hear about how's your past week been? So it's actually been a huge week for me as well. So I kind of left everyone on a cliffhanger last time about what I was going to do in terms of diet breaks, low days, all that kind of stuff. And what I decided to do was basically run low days from Sunday last week when I recorded it to a Friday. So That was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So six days and it was definitely worth it. I 100% am happy that I did that because I feel like I was at that stage of prep where I was, I said I was, I was very honest. I was a little bit worried about being ready in time, uh, even though I shouldn't have been. And I pushed hard this week because I know I'm having a diet break and I dropped a decent amount of weight and fortunately that's made me feel a lot more confident and uh, to be honest in terms of weight loss it's going to be a bit of a breeze i hope for the last six to eight weeks and it's just going to be about basically maintaining training performance Mm -hmm. and not having to do any drastic cuts to my macros in order to make it in time so i'm very very happy with how that played out so to give you guys some numbers about what happened The week before, I was an average of 80.6, and I actually weighed in on that Sunday at 81.4 after my high days. And then basically, I dropped all the way down to 79.3 on Saturday morning. After that freaky 3 a.m. wake up. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And bear in mind, like the the average weight loss this week has been 0.8, so it's not like I've I lost on average over a kilo or 1.5 kilos, which I wouldn't recommend at you this stage. You lost around 1% of your body weight. Yeah. But I think like from the weeks before of, you know, not necessarily hitting plateau, but weight loss slowing down, mm. you definitely got a big whoosh yeah. this week. And bear in mind, that was my highest to my lowest. Mm. So like I was fully depleted versus fully carved up. So now for the last two days, I've been doing my diet break. So mm-hmm. I'll be running this from till Friday next week. So, and then Saturday, Sunday, I'll recommence my low days. I'll also be deloading this week to come as well. So 
diet break combined with a deload, which I'm looking forward to because yeah, today I had to catch up on my leg session and just being honest, it was a massive slog. It was probably the hardest session of prep. And that was despite having a high day yesterday and today. It was maybe um, my theory is that I'm used to resting on a Sunday and you guys all know that we say that Sundays hit us hard mm-hmm. and it, I'm, I'm thinking that mentally and physically I'm used to that. That's the only reason I can explain it or I'm just need a deload and I need some extra food. So, or you've just been dieting for 17 weeks, you know, you've mm. lost a buttload of weight, right? And you're just, you're getting really lean, my man. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's to be expected. So, but this was hard beyond what I would expect. Like mm. it was one of those sessions where every single rep, you kind of just didn't want to do it. Yeah. And especially those Bulgarian split squats down. Yeah. But you know, it just goes to show how mentally resilient prep can really make you, right? Yeah. Cause if you can push through a session like that, God damn, you can do anything. Mm. But yeah, in terms of training, I was very happy with how this week went. Like I finished on probably higher numbers for pretty much everything. If not higher numbers load wise, then more reps than the first week. And I was just looking back through it and I'm yeah, just quite proud of, of what I've managed to accomplish in terms of strength retention and how that's translated over to physique and muscle retention as well. So that's um, definitely going to be the, the goal for this next block as well, which will be another six weeks. And then peak week will be that seventh week where it'll basically be a deload. And it's, yeah, when you break it down like that, it's really not that much mm-hmm. left. And just looking forward to tackling that. Yeah, exactly. You know, like again, one week till the first show, right? And then like, it's pretty much going to feel like there's almost shows every weekend because there's IFBB Queensland's in one week, two weeks after that to IFBB Nationals. Then five weeks after that, the ICN shows start and those are going to be every single two weeks. So Mm. it's going to be exciting times, right? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this coming week just to chill out a bit more in terms of training and eat a bit more food. I will be very interested to see how I actually feel on the Friday, like whether or not I tangibly feel any different in terms of diet fatigue or Mm -hmm. whether I feel like the same person just eating more food, which so far that's how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. But then again, I've got another five days. It's interesting at this point in prep, like sometimes you don't even feel hungry, right? Mm. You, and you're not craving any specific foods. You genuinely just crave more energy, right? Mm. You're just like, hunger honestly isn't, I don't crave anything. I'm not that hungry. It's just energy. Yeah. Same. Right. Gosh, like walking home from a workout, like in the afternoon, I'm not like ravenous for my Mm. ice cream, but I'm like, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. Of course you look forward to it, but it's not like, I'm like, Oh God, I'm starving. I'm just like, I need to refuel. And I think that we're in a very fortunate position where I can understand where say a PT who wakes up at 3am every morning Mm. and they really have to space out their meals and some of their meals might have to be quite small, small in order to space it out. And combined with them being maybe less favorable in terms of their metabolism and having to dig hard, like that's, that's hard. That's freaking rough. But we've experienced that too. I remember when we were on placement during our first prep, I'd wake up at like 5 a.m. in the morning, have breakfast at home. Mm. And then because you're running around the hospital all day, some dietitians don't want to have their lunch break till 1.30. Yeah. And yeah, you have to do what your preceptor does. 
I was having a break between 5.30 in the morning to 1.30 in the afternoon on like 1,500 calories. And my breakfast was like 500 calories. Like by that time I was like, I'm going to pass the Mm. flips out and I'm going to be admitted to this hospital if I do (laughs) not get some sardines and beans in me. (laughs) To be fair, I think I can say that I I did get hungry in that prep just because of the schedule. Mm. But because like we can wake up, eat breakfast when we want, time our day around our prep, which we're Mm -hmm. very, very fortunate to do. It's helped significantly and just being more strategic now in terms of our nutrient timing and and what we eat. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we are very, very lucky. Mm, Cool. Well, that's, that's pretty much it for me. I talked about the sleep. I'll definitely keep people posted on the sleep because I'm sure many people uh, in a similar boat, maybe who even aren't in prep. Mm -hmm. And I'll also be doing a YouTube video on the diet break, just in terms of what I eat and why I'm doing it and the rationale behind everything. And your results, right? Yeah, and the results. And the cool thing is we took some great photos of you at the check-in with Joey and you got to ask him a few questions too. Yeah, so basically just good news that I'm on the right track, maybe got about two kilos or so left to lose, which will put my me quite a bit heavier than last time. But I think two kilos sounds about right from my lowest because I don't want to risk any muscle loss. Like I've, I've got, in order to get the conditioning that I would need to lose more, it just wouldn't be worth it because it would sacrifice those areas in terms mm-hmm. of fullness. Like for me, the, the standout areas are going to be in like the glutes, the hammies, the quads, the, the shoulders, all that kind of stuff. But in order to get my, maybe my chest, let's say like as striated as my glutes, Mm. like I would have to maybe lose a decent amount more weight. And the reality is I just need more muscle there. Yeah. I can literally envision it. You know, like if you were really chasing conditioning, I can just imagine you like in a most muscular and your chest is like crazy striated, but Mm. you have no pop to you. Like you would, you'd have tiny biceps, like you'd lose your delts, right? Mm. You would just be, you'd be Or the delts would just overwhelm the chest. Yeah. But you know, you'd like, you'd be straight as as flips, but it's almost like you'd be 2D, not 3D. Totally. Yeah. And we, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a bodybuilding show, muscle. Mm -hmm. And I, we don't need to chase that conditioning yet like well a, hell like not that level perhaps right but you're deaf like guys go look at jack's most recent progress <laughs> updates okay like this dude honestly he could get a tan on him right now hop on a stage and still be damn competitive and you've got another eight weeks though. yeah so I you're think, definitely still coming in conditioned yeah just i not mean starved yeah we shouldn't say it as if i'm i'm not conditioned <laughs> because i mean i'm sure the listeners all follow us on socials anyway mm-hmm. so but yeah, as I said, that's pretty much it from me. Can't think of anything else to, to mention, but if I do, I'll be saying it next week. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing Tierra throughout her peak week and of course, being with her on show day. Can't Thank wait. Thank you so much. Honestly, sharing this journey together, man, it's a dream. It's mm. so cool and it makes it so much better. Yeah, I remember we. I was planning to do season B, but then you convinced me otherwise. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're here. Awesome. So we'll finish up on something that we want to improve upon this week. Yeah. So this week, I guess it's fair to say I want to improve upon my waistline. I just <laughs> or your want digestion, maybe. I want to improve upon my digestion and just bring a very, very tiny vegetable-free waste to stage come show day. That's pretty much my goal. Uh, but yeah, just excited to really just dial everything in, keep stress low, and just again get on stage and just present myself in the best way that I ever have so far in my life. Mm. Yeah, I guess for me, 
it's it's hard because I guess what I'm gonna say is just naturally what my body I'm hoping my body will do. Mm-hmm. So that is like become a bit less diet fatigued, feel a little bit more energetic, and recover well. But it's not like I can, I can I guess I can actively do that. Like I'm not gonna go for a hike up a mountain mm-hmm. or something, or I'm not going to not eat enough food. So hopefully I'll do what needs to be done and I'll feel better by Friday to set me up well for the next block. And it's not like I'm feeling horrible, but if I can get a bit of extra percentages on yeah. on some factors, then I'll be happy. I think a great sign is if you are willing to mow the lawn. Yeah, that's <laughs> gonna be, I was thinking about that today. You like, did it last diet break. That grass is a growing. Well, actually it's raining this week, so you might, uh, you might get a card out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, the, the viewers will, sorry, the listeners will know next week. Yeah, you guys will hear all about show day and the length <laughs> of our grass. <laughs> yes, I mean, if only our dogs could eat the grass and know. <laughs> well, sometimes they do eat the grass, but then you just vomit. It's kind of gross. True. Yeah, that's what dogs do to, yeah, to puke. Yeah. Anyway, guys, so thank you very much for tuning into this episode. Remember, if you did enjoy it, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, head over to our YouTube channel, you know, give us a subscribe, like, comment, you know, let us know what sort of content you really want to see from us to give us more ideas, but we will catch you next week. See you guys.